Welcome to The Worst Week Yet, the least informed podcast on the left. It's a podcast where every week we search high and low through good news and bad, through sickness and health till death do us part, and we say I do a podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hillary, and I am joined once again by the WWY MVP, Kennedy Cooper. What is up, Kennedy? Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. You're probably really excited to hear me again <laughs> since I was just here last week. We, we can't keep bringing Kennedy back or can't stop. I can't. <laughs> I can't speak. I'm a tremendous podcast host. Kennedy, it's great to have you here. Deanna is uh, somewhere doing hair or telling people how to do hair or there's some kind of hair related shenanigans going on. Obviously, I cannot partake because I can only grow hair on about 30% of my head at this point in my life. But the good news is Deanna is, uh, or no, the bad news is Deanna's not here. The good news is Kennedy is. <laughs> One of us has to be here to yeah. try to ensure that this podcast continues to function. Yeah. If neither Deanna or I are here, that's the that's the danger zone. <laughs> yeah, it can't just be me. <laughs> Things get weird, you know? <laughs> Well, it's not just Kennedy and I. We are actually very lucky to be joined today by a first-time guest. You may know her from the internet. You may know her from, uh, you read her name in the description of this podcast. You may not know her at all, but you're going to. So please put your hands together for Olive. Hi. Hello, it's me, Olive. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Pleasure the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> We are we are blessed. You know, I love just reaching out to cool people on Twitter and being like, do my podcast. And sometimes they say yes. A lot of times they ignore the message. So. Oh, no. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, you know, I honestly can't hold it against anybody for not wanting to do a podcast. I think that that is actually like the morally correct thing to do. <laughs> you got to oh, well, take your chances, though. You right, miss 100% yeah. of the shots that you miss. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, that's true. I want to get a poster that says you miss 100% of the shots you take. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of accurate. I mean, if we're going by if we're going historically, you know, I'm I'm not making a lot. I'm not making any any shots I'm taking. Uh I I lost my train of thought. Uh welcome to the show. Yeah, my therapist said that uh <laughs> this week we're supposed to discuss like times when my mental health have held me back in life and I'm just like, "Oh god." <laughs> The list is already too long. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, how long? Is we're gonna split. We have to, to split this into like five sessions. <laughs> this is gonna be a multi-part appointment. <laughs> Olive, uh, welcome to the show. You said uh, we we talked a little bit. You said you're not much of a news guy. Um, what uh, what's your relationship with the news? Are you aware that it's bad? I am aware that it's bad, and I think that's why I'm very distant relationship from it um i know the big things that happen but if i delve too deep into them sometimes too too much panic yeah. too much panic for me <laughs> i have friends that like literally have no idea what's going on and they seem so happy <laughs> right yeah i have friends less informed than me and i'm like Dang, I wish I wish I was you, but <laughs> I feel some obligation to like know some things. Yeah, yeah, I think you know, there's a certain amount of knowing that once you do it, you can't go back. Maybe entirely, it's like 
I, w- I would love to just be completely uninformed about what's going on. But in the back of my mind, there's going to be that voice saying, but the world is actually fucked up, Kennedy. And you need to care about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a I started following news like whenever Obama was running for president. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then for like a decade, I was just like a fucking idiot liberal. Like, yeah, no, CNN is telling me the truth. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then like, you know, a, a few events over the last five or so years have like kind of pulled the wool back from my eyes. And, you know, I, I always say getting tear gassed by the cops will like really open your eyes up to how fucked things are. Um, and then, Oh, yeah. Then watching the mayor go on TV the next day and like, well, they threw things first. And it's like, dude, I was there. No, the fuck we didn't. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. If my mayor will lie to me, will my president? It <laughs> <laughs> goes all the way to the top. <laughs> it's a circus of lies. And it's all one <laughs> big tent. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I barely know anything. And I feel like I know too much. But I'll tell you this. I do know. I have friends that invested a lot of their money in crypto. And I know more than them because they lost all their money. Um, so... <laughs> You know, there are some there are some silver linings to knowing a little bit, I guess. Um, I guess I didn't really have any money to invest either way. I don't know. I'm a businessman. Speaking of business, we got to attend to a little business before we launch into the show. Now, Olive, I don't know if you know this. Uh, this podcast is supported by the generous, generous listeners. Uh, people give me money to do this. I still I'm in disbelief. We have a Patreon. It's it's pretty sweet. I post bonus episodes on there sometimes, uh, but people like this show so much that they just give me money to do it. It's wonderful. I'm truly hey, grateful. But I'm I'm gonna call out the audience a little bit. Oh yeah. Say you know Andrew deserves more patrons, and the reason why I say this is because Andrew could have taken Deanna and I to Alaska too if y'all had supported the show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, the, the worst week at live show was lacking uh, Kennedy and Deanna because I, I couldn't afford it's like $800 would probably be what it costs. That's like, be a lot of money. I don't know. That's only okay, like I'm five listen, months of This is just a scheme because I've always wanted to go to Alaska. And so I was messaging Andrew <laughs> with jealousy while he was there. Yeah, I uh, I live a life that inspires jealousy. Um, if you're following me on Twitter, you know what I'm talking about. But let's not talk about Twitter. Let's talk about Patreon. Patreon.com slash Worst Week Yet. $5 a month gets you some bonus episodes, and I'll mail you some stickers. But if you give me $10 a month, oh, you get shouted out by name. That's right. We're naming names. We're going down the list right now. So I want to give a big aggressive thank you to Amanda Pucci, Herman Kane, AJ from Baltimore, Patrick, leave me alone, Josh Troopin, and Kennedy. This is exciting. We have a newcomer this week. Oh, shit. A new patron signed up at $10 a month. So big shout out. This one's a pleasant thank you to Zap Actions Downer. (laughs) I don't know if that's a reference to something. I don't know what that means, but I love it. Thank you so much. Patreon.com slash worst week yet. Enough of the business. What happened to NSA headlines? Wait, did I not? Oh, CIA or- brain box. Fuck. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. 
<laughs> CIA brain bugs is a day one homie. Um, not going anywhere. But my I, favorite patron, whose name I never can quite remember. <laughs> yo, Deanna, last week when she said I C E cream truck, I I almost died. I almost died. I. I thought about that in just like the middle of the week randomly and started <laughs> laughing out loud. <laughs> Deanna, Deanna's great. We miss her, folks. We'll send her, I'll send her a text after this and be like, we miss you so much. Um, but yeah, we have, oh boy, we have some news to discuss. Now, Kennedy, Olive, I don't know if you're aware, but this, once again, may have been the worst week yet. No. <laughs> So I want to start with a story that is a bit of a personal affront to one Andrew Hillary, and I'm sure many countless others across the country. This week, the FDA announced that they are once again looking into banning menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars. Now, this, I I feel like, is a personal attack on me by Joe Biden. He doesn't like that I am the leader of the menthol mafia, Okay. <laughs> He's like, hey, you want a little bit of mint in your cigarettes? Too fucking bad, dude. And I, I'm i going to fight Joe Biden. I think I could say that on a podcast, right? Fighting is fair. I mean, that would assume he's fighting back, right? So, Yeah. Like, I mean, he can't. Just, I'm going to say for the remainder of this episode that if we talk about fighting anyone, we mean <laughs> in a legally sanctioned UFC match, you know, totally above board. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody- consenting to fighting Mm -hmm. i will meet joe biden in the octagon joe rogan will be there seth rogan will be there um i think that's it joe manchin will be there manchin will be there (laughs) he'll somehow attend a ufc fight from his yacht um but yeah they want to get rid of so obviously menthol cigarettes is a problem for me but they also want to get rid of flavored cigars because they're saying that they're being flavored cigars encourages youth smoking which is insane because the only reason anybody buys like a peach flavored cigar is to put weed in it. Nobody is doing that because they're like, I could really go for a cigar, but I want some candy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just, I mean, it just seems like unnecessary. It's like, are they going to ban like flavored alcohol next? It's like only hard stuff because kids love Mike's hard lemonade. <laughs> Mike's soft lemonade. <laughs> Yeah, it's only soft lemonade now or just Mike's hard, but not lemonade. <laughs> not lemonade. Yeah, I wasn't sure if this segment applied to me at first, but now that I realize that Swishers are on the line, mm-hmm. I also am ready to fight Joe Biden. Look, you may not agree with my quest to smoke menthol cigarettes until I die, probably from smoking cigarettes, but you, I know, listeners, I know you enjoy a fucking mango-flavored blunt wrap. Don't lie to me, okay? I, join me in this fight. We must take down the FDA. Uh, it's a criminal organization. Um... <laughs> I don't know what else. Let's we can uh, the FDA meet me in the come on the podcast. I just want to talk. <laughs> you just DM them on Twitter. Hey, would you like to be on my podcast? <laughs> I have some questions. The worst week yet harasses the FDA. <laughs> that would be a great episode. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, other than the fact that like two minutes into the conversation, they'd be like, "Oh, you're an idiot. I'm not talking to you." But you know. <laughs> It's fair. It's fair. Um, So, yes, uh, I don't know 
what politician is currently or is going to be running on keep menthol and cigarettes and mango flavor and blunts, but whoever they are, give them all your money, vote for them, commit voter fraud. We cannot let this this criminal FDA win. And that's the worst weekend endorsement right there. It's more of an anti-endorsement. Yeah, yeah. It's like whenever or the FDA. <laughs> defund the FDA. <laughs> Unironically, though. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Again, this you may not support me for my exact reasons, but I think we're all on the same team here. (laughs) Yeah, seems dumb. Seems seems dumb. Um, So I want to move on to a story here uh, out of Hollywood or Holly weird, as they call it. I made that joke two weeks in a row. I'm editing it out. Uh, (laughs) So this got to leave it in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. So this week, um, we don't talk a lot about like celebrity stuff on the show, but every once in a while, there's a story that like, I just, I need to report on, uh, this week, Olivia Wilde got served with custody papers in the middle of a speech at a Warner Brothers convention. She was giving a speech to 4,000 people and somebody like walked up to the stage and slid an envelope to her and she opened it like, oh, is this for me? And she opened it and it's like custody papers from Jason Sudeikis. Oh my God. (laughs) Like... I I think I I don't follow this stuff that closely, but I think that their like breakup was like kind of messy and like she was like immediately dating probably Pete Davidson or something like within a couple days of it being announced. Uh, so I don't know the ins and outs of it. I know people genuinely like Jason Sudeikis, um, but this the reason I want to talk about it is like this is like the most petty way to serve somebody papers because like. I don't know. I see, I've seen it in like movies and TV. You have to like verify that it is the person that you're trying to serve like verbally or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> to be like, Oh, I know I'll get her when she's on stage in front of thousands of people. That's amazing. Petty energy. So, uh, I am now a Jason Sudeikis fan. I was neutral before, but I'm, I'm team Sudeik. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, have you ever seen the movie pineapple express? I think yeah. Seth Rogen's character is like, he like, you know, dresses up to serve people, <laughs> trick them. I'm imagining it's just like a Seth Rogen-esque character that was like, yo, I got this. A tan suit with no with no pants for some reason. Yeah. Yes, yes. For some reason. I wonder if Is I- there some kind of like high-end paper serving service? This is like whatever kind of crazy ass stunt you want to pull on your ex, we got you. Like, it's like <laughs> a flash being served. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I wasn't even thinking about that. You're right. Like they would have had to, this is not like your regular uh, family attorney. This is like some extra, this is like the extra bonus package you have to pay for. Like, not only do I want my ex-wife served, I want her to be humiliated in front of a crowd. Um, Mm -hmm. Legendary, legendary levels of petty. And I'm here for it. Same. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, so congratulations, Jason Sudeikis. You just pulled off the petty of the century. Uh, so far, it's a young century. We still got time, mm-hmm. folks. Uh, let's see. I want to move on now to this week. A paper was published in the scientific journal that said 
if fossil fuel emissions aren't cut nearly immediately, uh, it will trigger a loss of most of our ocean's wildlife. It will be the greatest extinction event since the comet that killed the dinosaurs, or I think it's a meteor. I don't fucking know the difference. Um, but I think it's interesting that uh, this 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 next extinction, like we are the meteor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just I love like this happens a couple times a year where there's like some new paper release that's like oh my god we have to do something it's like nobody's gonna like <laughs> i almost i almost feel like it's like what why are we still paying scientists to tell us stuff we're never gonna do like i don't know i i get a little nihilistic when i think about uh the impending climate disaster uh oh damn <laughs> It's hard not to <laughs> just like, Hey, uh, we have 45 minutes to, to like turn one car engine off and then yeah, and everyone's like, I have to go get Starbucks. Yeah. Dude. What do you expect? It's not me. I'm not going to do it. Then somebody's like, I'm going to get in my monster truck to go to GameStop. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, let me just take a quick ride over there. Like emitting the most fuels. Like when we live in a country where you can literally like you can just literally drive in a monster truck and you can specifically buy attachments that make your exhaust black smoke. It's like <laughs> the environment lost already. <laughs> the fight is over. Okay. Like, mm -hmm. Yes. And of yes. course, even if we could stop all of that, like Jeff Bezos builds a yacht that pollutes as much as all of Uruguay every two hours or whatever <laughs> for himself. <laughs> really? That's wild. Yeah, yeah. that these super yachts pollute more than like many countries. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. Well, the good news is is that like boats are cool. <laughs> are inherently pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, if I was a billionaire, I wouldn't get like a regular yacht. I'd get like one of those um steamboats with like the big fucking fan propeller thing on the back. That's where I would be at. Um, I would also turn it into a casino on the Mississippi River. I feel like I have a good billionaire play. Uh, Elon, give I would me, get give a, me a little I bit. I would get a personal train car and then ride around the country solving <laughs> mysteries if I was a billionaire. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Although, what would you do? What would be your preferred uh, form of transportation if you were a billionaire? Uh, what is the thing where you can just move anywhere? Tele teleportation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, teleportation. If I had that much money, I'm sure I could find someone to help me out with that. Yeah, That's no. If anybody's cool. gonna teleport, it's definitely Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. Also, I've never seen the movie The Fly, but isn't that about somebody that accidentally goes through a teleporter with a fly and then turns into a fly? That would be some. That would definitely happen to Jeff Bezos. I think Elon. Elon's too. Uh, I don't know. Too lucky for that. Jeff Bezos, though, I could see him turning into a bug. Yeah, I mean, he already has bug energy, so like... <laughs> he does. <laughs> I mean, so does Elon a little bit, but definitely Bezos more. Yeah, I, I could see, like, I think I've seen a picture of Jeff Bezos wearing sunglasses, and in my mind, I can see that image, but not with sunglasses, but with, like, those, like, millions of bug. little eyes, like, flies. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. The worst we get interviews insect Bezos. <laughs> that's a skit on like Bojack Horseman or something. Like, yeah, that's that's definitely a thing. <laughs> well, we for one, I'm excited to uh, bow down before our bug overlords. Um, but yeah, so I just I really enjoy hearing things that are like, yeah, this is going to be as bad as whenever an asteroid killed seventy percent of life on Earth, and all this happening is people are like. 
Yeah, no, I, I really want to, you know, big, big truck, big truck. <laughs> like that sucks and all, but like my truck is like five feet tall. Yeah, so I have. That's pretty cool. I just I'm I have like a personal vendetta against the fact that like there are it's legal to drive a truck that like the tires are over where my head is and my little Honda fit like this like why are I, I get it like freedom blah, but like wh- why are you allowed to drive monster trucks on streets? Like, I have right? a coal powered elevator that lifts me up <laughs> to the level of my my driver's side door. If you, <laughs> If you need a fucking ladder to get into your car, like, just what are you doing? I don't know. I don't like it. So, uh, oh, also this week in climate news. That's right, folks. We care about the environment here. Uh, Southern California issued an emergency water restriction as their worst drought on record extends into its third year. Uh, As of now, citizens are limited to only watering their grass just once a week. However, there was no word on whether or not golf courses will have to follow the same rule. Hmm. So it's a lot of grass, a lot of water. I don't think it's worth it. I don't know. I'm not a fan of golf courses. I think all golf should be mini- miniature. That should be all golf. I, I I think mini golf is way more fun. I'm actually going mini golfing tomorrow. So I, I support you. I've never been real golfing. So Kennedy, you, you a golfer? I'm not. I have been golfing. How was it? I've never golfed either. Um, it was pretty fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always say that golf is not a sport. It's like a puzzle game. It's like watching someone do like one of those like wooden <laughs> things where it's all locked together. I find <laughs> watching someone else doing that to be the most boring thing imaginable. And that doing a puzzle like that is only slightly more interesting to me. That's how I feel about golf. It's yeah. like Watching someone spend a bunch of time think about which club and how hard they're going to hit the ball. I don't care. Fuck. I think they should do more stunts in golf. Like people should like ride a skateboard while they're swinging or something. Like X Games golf? X Games golf. Yes. There should be trampolines. There should be full contact. Uh, You should be allowed to tackle. I was about to say, you should be allowed to just (laughs) hit the other golf players that you're playing against. Yeah, like tackling and stuff. Like if you do it at the right time, it's like not a foul. So like you don't know if you're going to get tackled or not because like the person might not have time. That'd be sick. Yeah. yeah. Maybe also we add defensive players to golf. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like like starting up. A little goalie around the hole. <laughs> it's actually just your caddy. Like <laughs> your caddy is allowed to knife somebody if they need oh, to. Oh god. <laughs> Look. I feel like they would like that. Caddy is allowed one kill per game. Now see if rich people <laughs> still want to do it. <laughs> Look, this is not just a news podcast. We are fixing golf. <laughs> I think that's a big issue. That needs to be fixed, honestly. There should be more car crashes in golf. You should be allowed. To, you should be allowed to drive your golf cart into your opponent's golf cart, full speed. Battle. You, That's how you choose who goes first. You just like run into each other. play chicken <laughs> and whoever's. Oh chicken. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you should be allowed to modify your golf cart too. Like you should be allowed to have objects that stick out to a certain number of feet. <laughs> So you can like have a sword or something. <laughs> you have a monster golf cart, so we can just kill the climate completely with like making golf into a monster. A type. golf cart above the level of your little Honda Fit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just 
super tall. Look, I'd be mad if I got run over by like a Ford F-150 in my Honda Fit, but if I got run over by a golf cart in my Honda Fit, honestly, I can't even be mad about that. I got what was coming to me, you know? <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of sick, honestly. How did yeah, Andrew Yeah, you should have bought a bigger car, oh. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Andrew? Oh, dude. Yeah. S- sad story. Uh, <laughs> he got run over by by somebody that was three strokes down. I don't know any golf lingo. I was trying really hard to make a golf joke. Um, (laughs) He got putted. Uh, Let's move on. This week, the world's oldest person died. (laughs) So they're... Oh, that's so sad. (laughs) Uh, Kane Tanaka, not 100% sure on that pronunciation, aged 119 of Japan. Uh, She worked... What? That's just crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was trying to imagine in my mind what the number would be. And that's a little higher than I imagined. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She became the world's oldest person in 2019 uh, and got to like sit atop that throne for almost two years uh, before, you know, there's one thing that's inevitable with the world's oldest person. (laughs) Um, yes. She was born in 1903, <laughs> survived the Spanish flu, survived COVID, a couple world wars, all this shit. Um, I read that she worked at her family's rice shop until she was 103. She was she was waking up and going to work at 102. Like, I don't know. I would rather, I think I'd rather Couldn't die. be me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's like wild to think about like the world's oldest person. They experienced things that no one else on earth had experienced because nobody else was around. Isn't that wild to think about? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they were they were born before there was like fucking radio. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you hear about this newfangled invention? It's like uh, I've heard about a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> like a lot of stuff's been invented. Which one? <laughs> Um, yeah, I've been thinking about uh, Jonathan, the world's o- oldest turtle. I learned about him recently. He's 190. He was around when Lincoln was assassinated. I can't stop did, thinking wait, about that. Where, where was Jonathan the turtle the day that Lincoln got shot? You know, Hold that's on. a great fucking question. And I've been trying to get some answers. Uh, Jonathan the turtle, come on the pod. We just want to talk. We just want to talk. <laughs> This is why nobody takes our show seriously is because we are starting uh, turtle assassination <laughs> conspiracy theories. Uh, but frankly, I think it's... You got a better theory? Yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. Were you, where were you the day Lincoln was shot, huh? Yeah. Email email the pod. Tell us <laughs> where you were. <laughs> we just want to know. Um, I'm just trying to create excess emails for Andrew to have to look at knowing that I will never see them. <laughs> We get like one a month. It's fine. Worstweekyet at gmail.com if you want to send me uh, your whereabouts on whatever day Lincoln was assassinated or your own turtle conspiracy theories. I would love to hear them. Um, so, yes, this kicks off a search for the the new world's oldest person. <laughs> and uh, this is, you know, it's time sensitive because they're probably going to die at any minute. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. You got to hand them that title quickly. I wonder, that's what I want to see is who holds that crown or like who holds the belt the longest. Like, uh, Kane Tanaka made it like two years as the world's oldest person. Like, do you think there's somebody that could like get it and then just hold on to it for like a decade? That would be That'd crazy. Be sick. Yeah. And I wonder how they find that person. Like, does their family nominate them or does somebody research and be like, yo, this person's still alive and they were born before everybody else? Like, how do they find them? 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you just comb through Facebook and look and count candles on old people's cakes, right? I like, can imagine that at yeah. a certain point you just become like a medical phenomenon. Like you're coming into the doctor at 102, like, yeah, I'm still working at the rice shop. And they're like, we need to tell some people <laughs> about this. <laughs> shop, yep. It's like, you. do you want to retire? No, no, I'm going to wait till I'm 103. Then <laughs> That's wild that, you know, I was going to say working till you're 103 is pretty rough, but uh, she still got 16 years of retirement after that before passing away. So you know, That's pretty good. <laughs> there's all. I hope she got live up. Like, like I hope she got to live it up a little bit. Yeah, see a little bit of the world. Go to Las Vegas, you know. <laughs> yeah, smoke a few like menthols before they're gone forever. Oh fuck, dude! That lady lived 119 years and got to smoke a menthol every day if she wanted. That's fucked up. Yep. That's fucked well, up. are we sure menthols existed back in 1705 or whatever? She was alive for the invention of menthol cigarettes. <laughs> now, that is something. <laughs> I would have loved to have been in the room that one day because, like, I don't know when menthols were invented, but I know that whoever did it was like, ah, if we put mint in it, people will think it's good for you. <laughs> they're like, well, I always like to chew gum after I smoke. And they're like, let's combine them. <laughs> Fuck. Count your days, count your ciggies. Um, we will figure out a way to bootleg menthols, and we will do it in Kane Takana's uh, honor. Um, so we want, listeners, I want all of you to live to be almost 120 and smoke a menthol every day. But yeah, speaking of people dying, let's talk about COVID. Now, Olive, we are a podcast that makes an effort to talk about COVID every week. Uh, we're the only, I think we're the only podcast that talks about Because, co- you know, obviously... The, the pandemic is over. You know, COVID uh, not only isn't real anymore, but might have never been real. We're not sure. Yeah. But yeah, we, 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 we like to at least talk about it a little bit since, you know, uh, liberals well. dying of COVID <laughs> or somebody's, di- somebody's dying of COVID. COVID. <laughs> the loony left always <laughs> fear mongering about random stuff, you know. So silly. Like, who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got <laughs> I've got things to do, coronavirus. Uh, yeah, we could be talking about the desexualization of the green M&M or something <laughs> important, but I guess we'll talk about COVID. Yeah, so <laughs> according to, I don't know, statistics, uh, something like 60,000 people a day in the United States are testing positive. Now, I hear 60,000, and I remember whenever the entire country panicked, Whenever there was like a couple hundred and I'm like, you know what? We're going about this the wrong way. We need to stop testing entirely because I'm sick. Honestly, sick of hearing about it. Uh, <laughs> there was a, on on Wednesday, there was about 97,000 people tested positive in one day, which like I get that we had almost a million a day for a little bit earlier this year. But even in like the middle of 2021, almost 100,000 people in a day would have been news. And now it's like. I don't Nobody's even talking about it. Um, yeah. It's a little, little concerning. Um, but, you know, the good news is, is that in some parts of the world, they are very much still dealing with this. Uh, in China, Shanghai has lifted some of their lockdown restrictions. Beijing is going into another lockdown. <laughs> they had, I saw the numbers in one day, uh, they found like 24 cases of COVID in Beijing. And they were like, we need to shut down the city of 12 million people <laughs> or whatever. Wow. And yeah. uh 
it's being they're being tested with this no COVID policy. But hey, you know they're uh, at least doing something. But in the United States, you know we don't have COVID anymore. Um, so. <laughs> Obviously, we're not going to do anything, uh, which is strange, though, because this week a judge blocked the lifting of Title 42, uh, which was a rule being used to keep uh, immigrants from seeking asylum to prevent the spread of COVID. Now, I know you might be wondering, why is it that we're keeping people from entering the country because we're worried about COVID when clearly COVID is over and fake? Uh, And if you are wondering that, I have no answers for you. I think we're having our cake and coughing on it too. That can't be the best way to put it. This week, I think we're coughing on our cake and passing it around to all of our friends too. Is actually the yes, yes. we're looking for here. Okay, yeah. thank you, Kennedy. Thank you. I knew there was some kind of cake. Everything, if you cut it open, is probably cake. Um, so thank you for that. This week, Kamala Harris tested positive for coronavirus, which once again, a little strange for the vice president of the United States to be testing positive for a disease that is over. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, she's, she's just behind the trend. That's all. She's like, hey, guys, remember COVID? Remember, remember when you did the, I'm, I'm doing COVID now. It's uh, <laughs> my Kamala Harris impression. That sounds <laughs> like, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think it was close. Thank you. Oh, uh, Joe, when I was on that, that little girl was me. Yeah, that's dead on. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is actually, I think that Joe Biden got Kamala sick. Okay, I got a conspiracy <laughs> here because I don't know if you saw uh, this this headline that for some reason kept coming across my feed, even though it's like the dumbest thing imaginable and I can't imagine why I needed to see it. Um is that uh, apparently Joe Biden promised to have lunch with Kamala Harris every week while they work together. <laughs> and he has not done that at all. Like at all at all. <laughs> I, did, I did see that headline. It was like Joe Biden promised to have lunch with Kamala Harris every single week. And so far this year, he has only met with her twice. I'm like, <laughs> oh, so sad. So I think that Joe Biden was like, Kamala was like, you know, probably giving him shit about it, especially after it was in the news. (laughs) You know, she's like, look, they're they're talking about us in the tabloids. Uh, And Joe, Joe's like, oh, sure. We'll, we'll pencil in some lunches. And then he's like, Hey, who tested positive in the white house today? I need you to come in here right now. (laughs) (laughs) Conspiracy. I don't want to go to lunch. I really The conspiracy being Joe Biden did bioterrorism to get out of having lunch with Kamala Harris. This is my new favorite theory, folks. (laughs) (laughs) The most introverted thing you can do. Like, I'm kind of a perpetual bailer, but I would never do that. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody just go, I don't know, like, uh, coffin or coffee. I don't know. It'll it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Listen here, Jack. Later. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Joe's like, uh, hey, let's let's pass let's let's uh, pass around this charcuterie board. But then when it gets to him, he's like, actually, I'm not hungry. I changed my mind. <laughs> uh, also, this isn't COVID related necessarily, um, but I've been seeing headlines for the last couple of weeks that there's like apparently some wild, massive worldwide outbreak of H5N1 bird flu. 
um, between both captive birds and like uh, uh, free roam, bird, like wild birds. Uh, and it's been popping up all over literally the entire planet. And it has crossed into a few humans now. And as as of right now, this doesn't seem like it's like a big threat. But, you know, you, you, you all know how diseases work. They mutate. So uh, the United States just had their first human test positive for this H5N1 bird flu. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, do, do either of you just feel weird going out in public and thinking now about how many times you're breathing in other people's breath? Oh, yes. It's so gross. I recently was on a plane and they just lifted the mask mandates um, oh, no. on planes. And like, I hated it. Like, I wore my mask, but like, I would say 75% of people were not wearing them. Oof. And I was like, I'm so uncomfortable. Like, I don't know how I used to do this. Yeah, like I just I went to the movies the other day. By the way, I saw the unbearable weight of massive talent, the new Nicolas Cage movie. It is fucking amazing. Listeners, go see it. That's an official worst week yet plug. We are not being paid. This is by my own accord. Uh, but I went to the movie theater and I was like standing in line to get tickets. And then I was talking to the person like taking the, my money for the ticket. And I was just like, Man, I just like breathed in the inside of so many people's lungs. Like I just like got real in my head about it. Um, I'm so glad I can't smoke weed anymore because I would have had a full on fucking breakdown thinking about that. Uh, but yeah, it's just weird, and I can't even. I just flew back from Alaska like two days before the mask mandate was lifted, and yeah, I don't know. Planes would be fucked up. I I think I'm just gonna always wear a mask on a plane because even pre pandemic, I've gotten sick from riding in a plane like. Like maybe so many times. one out of five times I've been on a plane. I just like somebody's coughing and I can hear it. I can't even see who it is. And like by the time we land, I'm like, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say when you were bringing up this, this bird flu stuff, like it's really too bad that we don't have some kind of practical attitude about maybe just wearing masks to prevent disease. Right. Like in general and crowded, like con condensed areas, just like, do it because it's easy. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not going to be uh, shackled at the mouth by the woke liberal FDA, CDC establishment. <laughs> Look, the <laughs> you got to get some homophobia in there. Ah, fuck. I missed. Yeah. I messed up. Yeah, no, I, was, I was going for the, the all the hits, but you know, it's, it's tough to get them all in one sentence, folks. <laughs> Somebody could do it. The great the greats could do it. If yeah. Deanna was here, I still would have failed, but she would have made fun of me. Uh, it's a great show, folks. Uh, let's move on. So that's enough. That's enough plague talk. Let's talk about uh, this week. Oklahoma joined Texas in passing a six-week abortion ban that is uh, enforced by like calling uh, by suing people that get abortions. So, Olive, we talk about this every every single week. There's like some new anti-trans anti-gay, uh, anti-abortion legislation passed, uh, in multiple States. And it's all, it's all like just essentially like they're trying to like get this before the Supreme court and like throw as many different things that they can like hopefully overturn Roe v. Wade. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it's just another state doing the same fucking thing just so th they can try and take away abortion access across the country. Um, I don't have a lot of information about it. I do have this, though, that uh, it was passed in Oklahoma by a vote of 68 to 12, 
which means that there are 80 fucking state representatives for Oklahoma. That, that seems, seems like a lot. Seems excessive. Seems excessive. Yeah. Let's, you know what? Let's investigate Oklahoma. I feel like, I feel like they're not spending their money wisely if they are, have 80 fucking state representatives. Also, let's just get rid of it. Fuck it. Let's get rid of Oklahoma. Yeah, like they could just be absorbed into Kansas. Tech. I, I don't know what's by Oklahoma. Well, let's see. Which one sounds better by combining their names? Kansas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Oklahoma. Uh, I don't know where I don't know all the states. Oh my God! Wait, wait. I'm th- I'm thinking in the wrong direction. Colorado, Oklahoma. There it is. Give Oklahoma to Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Colorado's cool. I, I think. I think cooler. so. <laughs> cooler. Definitely than cooler Texas, than Oklahoma. Though. Yeah. <laughs> don't they have legal mushrooms in Colorado? I don't know. I no. That's here. That's there. Really? Yeah. That's sick. Uh, well, it's complicated. It's they're not. <laughs> They're not quite legal, but here's what happened. This guy grew a bunch of mushrooms and apparently hired like the world's greatest lawyer or something when he got caught with them. Um, And his lawyer was like, hey, you can't stop a fungus from doing what it wants, man. It's just growing, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, somehow the judge bought this and it set a legal precedent that here in the state of New Mexico, it's only illegal to dry them. It's not illegal to grow or possess (laughs) mushrooms. Um, It's only illegal to dry them. Uh, And it's been upheld in court a couple of times. What the fuck? (laughs) So, uh, folks, if you're one of our New Mexico listeners, keep keep your mushrooms damp. (laughs) Moist. If If they're growing in a tank and no one sees you harvest them, no one could prove you did anything wrong. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if a mushroom grows in the tank, does anybody trip on it? Uh, I'm an idiot. This that was w- a good one. I liked it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you, Olive. Uh, I need that kind of positive re- re-encouragement here on The Worst Week Yet. Deanna's going to be so mad. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. This week... Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed into law a bill that will create a special election police force in attempts to fight back against voter fraud. Ron DeSantis is on one. Florida has passed every kind of law. They're doing like they're banning books. They're doing you're not allowed to say the word gay in schools or some shit. Uh I mean, it's more complicated than that, but that's essentially what it is. Uh, they've got anti-abortion shit. They've got all this stuff. They're like redraw- gerrymandering the fuck out of their state. And now they are going to put police at voting places to make sure no voter fraud happens, a.k.a. they're going to probably harass black and brown people for trying to vote. I mean, if, so cool. if I had to guess what police will do, it'll be harassing black and brown people, you know? Uh, I hate to pass judgment before I see the results, but I feel pretty confident in that assessment. Um, Or just like being very menacing. So it's like people are just like, I don't even want to go. Like (laughs) it's too much, too much stress anyway. Yeah. There's like maybe like six or seven cases of voter fraud in the 2020 election. And every single one of them is like people who worked for Donald Trump. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I think you just have to imagine here that um, like, what are these what are these voting police going to do slash what are they going to be quote unquote looking out for? And I think no matter what you kind of imagine, it's bad news, right? Mm-hmm. Like 
you know, if, if they're out there kind of like looking for individuals who might, you know, quote unquote, have uh, some kind of illegal identity issue, what do you think that really means? Like, yeah, they're, they're going to target non-white people. Yeah, we're like, oh, well, this person's skin is browner than a paper bag. So, like, we could, we should probably make sure that they have their photo ID and then cross-reference it and see if they have any outstanding warrants. And then, you know what? We should just probably bring them in to question them anyways, just to make sure. Like, really, what the fuck? Like, voter fraud, when it does happen, it's like people fudging their, like, paperwork. It's like people saying they live in a different place or, like, people using, uh, like, a dead spouse's like voter registration to vote or something. It's like, it's nothing that you would be able to tell unless you like deeply interrogated a person on the spot and they're never going to deeply interrogate an old white dude. It's always going to be black and brown people. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I think Florida should also, we got to get rid of Oklahoma, Florida. um, I don't know. Maybe Delaware. I don't know. Delaware. Delaware's never done anything for me. Like, Oh, cool! Your your capital's named Dover. Great, dude. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> we have like three listeners in Delaware right now. They're like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> like, <laughs> I I truly think that we should take some of these states and just rewild them. Just get yeah. like we got to do something for climate change anyway. <laughs> let's let's take everybody out of Tennessee, for instance, <laughs> uh, and just. We're we're just turning Tennessee into a big strip of green. That's all it is. That's all it ever should have been anyway. No more people are allowed to live there. And, you know, everything will be better. Like they did with Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about how much better things have been since we, since we relinquished Ohio to the sea. <laughs> we let Lake Erie flood the entire state. Yeah. No, it, my life has gotten better. Uh, my credit score went up 50 points. Since we since we sunk Ohio, <laughs> and it was crazy because it was in the credit report. Yeah, like it mentioned sinking Ohio. <laughs> yeah, no, because I, I pay extra for credit monitoring, so you can actually see my score going up with each inch of water that uh, is that Ohio is buried on. What am I talking about? <laughs> This week, the New York State High Court rejected the state's redrawn voter maps. New York lawmakers were essentially trying to gerrymander for the good guys uh, in order to give Democrats more seats for the House of Representatives. And the court was like, hey, you can't do this, which is going to make it even more difficult for the Democrats to keep the House in November. Um, They were anticipating adding, I think, two new Democratic seats by like the way that they redrew the maps and the, the court was like, Hey, 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 I know the other guys, you know, they cheat, but we, we can't cheat. Um, so yeah, we're doomed. <laughs> mm. It's just, we see this all the time where like Republicans, like clearly just don't play by the rules. And then Democrats are like, you know, we should play by the rules other than like all the corruption rules and stuff. We're, we're still getting paid off to like, you know, vote in favor of the, our, corporate donors but we should play by the rules uh that people can see uh it's very upsetting yeah uh, did we talk about the fact yet that the florida republicans redrew their districts yeah yeah completely fucked them (laughs) so like you know down in florida they're just like they're just redrawing districts literally drawing uh black democratic members of congress out of having a district 
uh, and stuff like that. And the, the courts down there are just like, yeah, that's fine. This is all good, buddy. And then up in New York, they're like, oh, we, we, we got to play by the rules. You know, the Democrats are really good at pretending like they care about that. Yeah. Um, so I think that uh, it, it's hard to say, but like that, that was like something that the Democrats were like, oh, we can maybe hold on to the house since we're getting two new seats in New York. And now they're not going to. And uh, I don't know. Good, good for them. They, they, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you shoot yourself in the foot with, right? I, I think you hit those shots actually. Oh, you hit a hundred percent. You hit your foot a hundred percent of the time with those shots. <laughs> I feel like I should do a disclaimer here. Listeners, um, do not shoot yourself in the foot. You won't miss. Mm. <laughs> so good advice. that's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. You don't typically get good advice from the show, but that, that one is definitely good. Don't shoot it's yourself rare, in the foot. Rare nugget. um we're gonna talk a little bit about ukraine now all of this is one of the subjects which i am least informed on because it's both confusing and i feel like every single piece of america of media that i can read is lying to me but there's just a couple things uh this week russia shut off their natural gas supply to poland in bulgaria um which you know obviously a lot of Eastern Europe relies on Russian energy. Uh, so uh, U.S. officials met in Germany this week to talk about, uh, to, you know, overcoming that. Ga- I'm just kidding. They talked about giving them more weapons. Uh, Biden announced $33 billion in aid for Ukraine. We were talking about how last week he proposed $800 million. That's less than $1 billion. And he mm-hmm. wants $33 billion of American money to go to buying shit for Ukraine. Um, now, I think like $20 billion of it is specifically for military aid, like, you know, weapons and fucking whatever the shit to fight off Russia. And then the rest of it is like humanitarian aid and whatnot. Uh, but $33 billion, like that's almost enough to buy Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for them to be sending to Ukraine when we cannot uh, get anything here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, in, in the same week where Joe Biden's like, I don't know, we'll think about maybe forgiving like $50 in student debt for uh, Americans that have paid on time every, uh, have paid early for 15 years and uh, work in a job that doesn't pay them for some reason. They'd be like, yeah, we'll also send $33 billion over to this country that is involved in a fight that really won't affect us either way if they win or lose. Just some reminders of the things that we've talked about in previous episodes of this show. Joe Biden said a few weeks ago that $22 billion in free COVID programs was something that we couldn't afford, period. Yep. Um, Absolutely. The money did not exist for us to spend $22 billion continuing free COVID testing, vaccination, et cetera. Uh, so uh, that's kind of interesting. Um, also, uh, I believe we talked about this last week, unless I'm just high and mixing this up. <laughs> but uh, but didn't we talk about the fact that we don't know where the military aid's going? Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they it's there was not a very report. clear. Yeah. yeah, there's a report that came out that, like, our government does not know where the military aid is going in Ukraine exactly. Like, we know vaguely that it's going to people that want to fight Russia, 
But outside of that, like we don't really know exactly how this is being distributed or where it's ending up. And uh, to be fair, if we wanted to know that stuff, we'd probably have to put our own soldiers on the ground. So that's mm-hmm. problematic in its own way. Well, um, and I'm not I'm not suggesting that as the solution. Um, but I do think it's troubling if we're unclear about where some of these arms are ending up. And we know that Ukraine has a problem with far right extremism uh, to send 20 billion dollars worth of additional military hardware to Ukraine seems like maybe irresponsible somehow. Just like if I was to send a bunch of guns to like all of my friends and not really account for where they ended up, would that be a responsible move? If I just <laughs> shipped a gun to everybody that I know oh, <laughs> and, and then oh, and then ask yeah. no questions about what <laughs> happened to it afterwards. Yeah, I give a gun out to every one of my Twitter followers. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Happy birthday. I think we have discussed the uh, how it would work if we gave every everybody that signs up to the Patreon at $10 a month a gun. It's not very cost effective, but it is very cool. Also, I, it, it's hard to get a good deal on gun engravements to put my podcast name on them. But it's also very... I feel like I'll get in a lot of trouble whenever somebody gets the first official death by a worst week yet gun. Um, oh, my God. And, you know, the, we're all going to know it because the gun is going to have a gravy sticker <laughs> on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, I did see there was a report this week that this is, again, why I don't believe any of the media that's... When I say that I can read, I mean, like, English media, like American or UK or whatever. Um, there was a report from Russian media that said they found an, uh, a cache of weapons that the U.S. and allies had sent to ukraine in some like uh warehouse or whatever and that russia blew it up which is i feel like it at the very least it's possible but it's like one of those things we they will never tell us if some of this 800 million that we just sent over last week was sitting in a warehouse and we let it get blown up they'll never tell us that um Mm -hmm. but i will say if that did in fact happen it is funny (laughs) We sent this like uh, giant care package full of like guns and shit, and Russia's like, "Oh, look at that! Boom!" Like, I support that. Uh, it's even funnier that they just like blew it up instead of like claiming it for themselves. Like, that's just like such a baller <laughs> move. A, yeah, we need this. Like, we don't need your shitty American missiles. <laughs> fuck this. Fuck this crap. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking my gun and going home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, there was a report. Uh, it, it was a U- United States and United Kingdom joint release of an assessment this week uh, just detailing where where we stand. And they said that Russia is making slow but significant gains across Ukraine, but at an extremely high cost. I wonder if that high cost is more than 33 fucking billion dollars. Mm. Yeah, gotta wonder. Yeah, $33 billion is more than the military budgets of most countries. And we're sending it all to Ukraine. Um, yeah, we're even just fucked. the $20 billion in arms. Like, even if we just, like, we cut out the humanitarian part, mm-hmm. which of course they're only including some of that so that they can call it like a humanitarian package, even though the final package will probably be more like a $28 billion in weapons. 
like seven billion dollars in aid split or something like that. Yeah, um, and m- most of the humanitarian aid is just Red Bulls to give to the people firing the guns. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's actually it's just going to Elon. It's more Starlink. <laughs> shit. Oh, um, God. Uh, yeah. So if even if you cut it down to just the twenty billion, twenty billion dollars is more than most countries' military budgets. Even a lot of like mm-hmm. large, quote unquote, developed countries. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's good to see, you know. <laughs> It's good to see a country that won't give us any fucking breaks on healthcare being like, hey, you know what we can use this money for? That's that's like when instead of buying, uh, when instead of paying my rent, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out tonight. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get drunk and I'm going to fight somebody. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good analogy, but I do think the government is fucking terrible. Let's move on. Oh, speaking of the government being terrible. We have a little bit of an update from uh, one of the one of the friends of the pod. We got a lot of friends of the pod, Olive. I don't know if you know that. I don't know that. <laughs> this week, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, friend of the pod, was interviewed as part of the January 6th commission, and she fell the fuck apart under pressure. This is incredible. I don't know if you have seen the clip. I was going to record it and put it on the soundboard so we could listen to it, but I'm a fucking idiot and forgot. Um, they were, they were interviewing her and they were just like grilling her because she's, she was like heavily involved. I think she spoke at the, the January 6th, like rally before they marched to the Capitol or something like, and you know, she has leaked text messages with Trump's chief of staff saying like, we need to do everything we can to overturn these results, blah, blah, blah. Um, but there was just like a few, a few things that they were grilling her on in this interview with the January 6th commission that, uh, that were really, really funny. At one point they asked her, uh, do you think that Nancy Pelosi is a traitor? And because Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's like, you know, she's a politician. She's, she's like, I, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I think, I don't know if I ever said that. And they're like, did you, well, you, you said it, right? And she's like, well, I don't, I don't believe I said that. And they were like, okay, play exhibit A. And she's like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like, they were about to play a recording of her saying this thing that she clearly just lied and said she never said. And she. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't say that I never said that. <laughs> uh, also, at one point, she was asked about a Facebook post that she liked because Marjorie Taylor Greene is somehow still on and using Facebook, uh, which is wild to me. Uh, <laughs> there was a Facebook post from some random fucking user that said the quickest way to get Nancy Pelosi out of office is with a bullet to the head. And she liked that post. That's bold. That is a bold thing to like. They asked her about it, and she immediately is like, well, I don't know who was running my social media that day. And it's like, do you use your social media? And she's like, I do, but also some other people use it sometimes. I I don't know who who it would have been. It's like, I mean, even even a staffer that's like, not aware of how the government works. I feel like they wouldn't be liking that post. And I feel like it was See, you. The, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be a little more tactful and say something like, uh, you know, that the fastest way to get Nancy Pelosi out of office would be a completely above board and sanctioned UFC fight between me and Nancy <laughs> Pelosi. <laughs> that, that is something we could support here. I feel like, you know, yes, no, a that, fight. that is a, you're allowed to endorse that. Um, it's podcast law. Uh, <laughs> 
But it's just, it's really frustrating because like watching this whole spectacle of them trying to like get Trump arrested or like get these people in his circle in trouble for their involvement. It's like, it's so obvious that Trump will never spend a day in jail. And like Mm -mm. most of the people around him won't either. And like the fact that like this Marjorie Taylor Greene literally directly and purposefully and knowingly lied and then was just once they said play exhibit a she was able to be like wait 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 i didn't mean that like that's like clear as day like contempt or lying under oath or whatever like yeah you could not be more clear about this is you lying under oath which is an offense that you i think you can go to jail for at the very least you could probably be barred from serving in congress and they just let it slide they let her walk it back and be like wait 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 it's fucking wild. It's it's very disheartening to see like even clear obvious examples of people lying under oath and they just get away with it. Mhm. Uh I do have another bit of Marjorie Taylor Green news. Um enemy of the pod, Lauren Bobert. Uh yeah, that's right. We've chosen a side here. <laughs> Uh, also for the record marjorie taylor green not actually a friend of the pod pulling the curtain back listeners we don't like her either um but yes we rarely do that around here but god she sucks (laughs) she sucks so bad uh this week reports emerged that uh in march marjorie taylor green and lauren bobert got into a uh an altercation where they had to be physically separated because they were going to fight each other. Uh, apparently, Lauren Boebert, who also like says crazy racist QAnon shit, it was mad at Marjorie Taylor Greene because she spoke at that uh, I don't know that white nationalist Nick Fuentes event thing. I don't know. Yeah, and so M- Lauren Boebert was like mad at her because she either knowingly or unknowingly either way is not acceptable went and spoke at this like specifically white nationalist focused conference and marjorie taylor green got all mad that like somebody in her party called her out for it and so they like started screaming at each other just on a sidewalk in washington (laughs) dc and like that would be amazing to see in real life here's the thing uh, Lauren Bobert. I'm not sure how tall either of them are, but I do know that Lauren Bobert has like a really small head. I think she's like very tiny. Um, but they both carry guns on them a lot of the time. So like <laughs> somebody stepped in and, and broke the fight up before it got physical. But like we were this close to having a news story that was like Lauren Bobert shoots Marjorie Taylor Green in the face. <laughs> It'd be like, I feel like, like a Wild West situation almost. Isn't there that one meme that's like, let them fight? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah, I feel like if the Republicans keep getting what they want, something like that is inevitable. Oh, yeah. If if they keep getting this like completely bonkers, violent, Wild West-ass government shit that they want all the time, then absolutely, like, there's going to be like, a shooting between members of Congress, like in the halls of Congress or something <laughs> like that. Like it's just going to get the, the inevitability of the madness is just so profound. Uh, and I don't really want to see this stuff come about because it's everything that we're describing is ultimately horrible. But at the same time, like it will be funny 
to be on this show that week. Yeah. <laughs> Kennedy, <you> are, <laughs> I promise you have a spot the week that Lauren Boebert shoots somebody. Um, <laughs> she, do you know Lauren Boebert? She had, her family had a restaurant in Colorado, I think Colorado, where they're like, their quirk or whatever was that all the waitresses had a gun strapped to their waist. Like that was their thing. I don't think I would go to that restaurant, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, at the very least, I would be very nervous to complain if they got my order wrong. <laughs> oh, right. It's like, oh, they're not going to fit in my food. They're going to just shoot me. <laughs> they're going to put bullets in my food. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'm coming around on this. I think everybody who works in like weight service type industries should be just obviously strapped. Yeah, because because so many customers are so rude to people working in those industries and horrible. It should be like you should be when you're sitting there thinking, oh, maybe I'll just leave a two dollar tip on this two hundred and fifty dollar bill. You should be looking over at your weight person and like, wait a second, they're fucking armed. Yeah. <laughs> on my name please yeah like uh the the waitress comes back and drops the uh drops the check <laughs> like just un unbuckles the thing on their holster like yep will there I'll, be anything i'll else? be back like, i'll be back in a minute to to get your payment information <laughs> yeah. like, holster. <laughs> like spins the i don't know what it's called the thing that spins <laughs> uh, like on a revolver yes yeah the, the... like playing with it like i'll be back <laughs> Fuck yeah. See, just just loading clips full of <laughs> ammunition at another table. Like, <laughs> like instead of, uh, you know, like, like folding napkins or something like that. It's just like all the wait staff are just over there handling ammunition, looking at you like. <laughs> I want somebody to walk up to my table and just set a grenade down and pull the pin. <laughs> like, okay. I'll, I'll be back to get your payment information. <laughs> My compliments to the chef. Um, yeah. Also, uh, another in in other awful members of Congress news this week. Uh, Madison Cawthorn was caught trying to take a gun on a plane for the second time. This motherfucker had a handgun in his carry on, and they caught him. Like, dude, what are you fucking doing? Like, your your carry on goes. It gets everything gets scanned. Like, how what? Why would you have a gun in there? What the fuck do you need a gun on a plane for that you can't put it in your checked or whatever? Like, I, I don't understand this. This is the second time it has happened to him. Um, the first time they let him go with a warning. Now they gave him a citation, which like, I feel like, and hear me out. I feel like if say, I don't know, maybe a uh, brown person were to walk into an airport put their bag through the scanner and they see a gun in it. I feel like there'd be a little bit more than a warning. Yeah. I feel like to the, at the very least they would not be getting on any flight maybe ever again. Um, yeah. but probably worse. <laughs> so, Don't we have something called like the no fly list that yeah. people can be put on and then you're so. not allowed on a plane. If you've like done certain dangerous seeming things like, uh, you know, and as I recall, like even just maybe saying or suggesting that you want to do a dangerous thing can be enough to get you on this no fly list. So I would think that if you actually took a weapon yeah. through the airport, one you know, would think. I, I, don't, one would I think. don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, really, but <laughs> just 
spitball in like <laughs> yeah we'll we'll dwell on it we'll get you know what listeners we'll get back to you on that um but i did want to just <laughs> the article that i was reading about this it ended with the line uh <laughs> He has also been accused of bringing knives to several schools. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Which, what? <laughs> this man just likes weapons. And I don't know, like, I don't know. The fact that, okay, first of all, it happened more than once. But then second of all, like, you could have like a little pocket knife in your pocket and people aren't going to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so clearly if, if, if there's like several like reports of this and there have been several incidents <laughs> where like someone saw the knife or something <laughs> and was like oh why is madison cawthorn of this huge knife here at this elementary school <laughs> just, yeah, he just has like, a machete actually like <laughs> oh shit i can't bring this here <laughs> just like the tricks just like go trying to go into a preschool with a scimitar like what's up dude <laughs> Like, I thought the kids would like it. And honestly, the kids would like it. Kids fuck they, with swords. Kids fuck with swords. I Honestly, I'm not even a kid anymore. I fuck with swords. Uh, if somebody offered me a sword, I would probably take a sword. I would hang that shit on my wall. I would I would show people my sword. Are you going to pull out a sword right now? Look, okay. I wouldn't. I'm not the kind of person that would ever buy a sword. But I had a I had a roommate move out, and under the bed, under the mattress in their room, was this scimitar. <laughs> Why do y'all? This is also okay. <laughs> this is also a sword that I got for free. Um, I was I I was paid to clean out um a rental by my old landlord, uh, and uh, because I would do some work for him sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, you can keep anything you find in there. I found this. Oh, yeah. Sword. <laughs> so I need a sword that I find. I feel yeah. like like I need a free sword. Yeah. No, I I feel like there's a certain type of peop- uh, person that like buys swords. And that is the kind of person I'm like, I don't know about this guy. But when you're just the kind of person that you're like, I was gift. I was the universe bequoth me a sword. Like that's that's a sword guy I trust, you know? That's sick. That's like the that's the right way to get a sword, I think. Yeah. It's like buying a statue of Buddha or something. You're not supposed to buy it. You're supposed to have it given so to cool. you. I wish the listeners could see this, but like look at the little like animal head oh on my the God. handle. That's it's cool. like an a llama or something. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah, it definitely looks like a angry alpaca <laughs> <laughs> made this sword, I guess, or something. <laughs> So I guess the moral of this story is that Madison Cawthorn is actually cool. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we did. We ne- we don't have information saying whether or not he bought the the knives that he brought to schools or if he was given them because that that is a very important piece of context. Does change it? Yes. <laughs> was he? Did he buy the gun that he tried to take on a plane, or did somebody- or did he find it? He found- what kind of gun? What? We're just assuming this is just like a boring handgun. Maybe this is like some bizarre artifact he found on the beach. It was, you know, was while it. he was uh, <laughs> while he was wearing women's clothing and hanging out with other men. It was, uh, you know? it was Nicolas Cage's gold plated nine millimeter from the movie Snake Eyes. Like, of course you're gonna you're not putting that in the check bag. <laughs> no, you gotta keep that with you just in case. Also, the gun was fully loaded. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like. <laughs> It really sounds like you're planning to do a crime on a plane. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how else to interpret something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like there you can't it can't be an accident. Nobody puts something in their carry-on on accident. Nobody's just like, where's that gun? Oh, I don't know. Anyways, gotta get on this plane. Um, like it's it's very strange. Uh so shout out to TSA for saving us for Madison Cawthorn once again. Uh let's see. This week, oh my gosh. So I was reading now. Olive, I told you I don't really understand the Ukraine-Russia situation. I don't understand much. Another thing I do not understand is the economy. Seems big. Same. Seems big. Seems messy. Seems a little, a little complicated. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was looking at. There were like a couple headlines. Apparently, um, the S and P 500, which I think is like a stock market indicator, uh, is down 13.8 percent this year, which it said is the worst year to date since world war two um the united states economy as a whole shrank in the first quarter of this year uh which it was not expected to do uh though all the uh, economic economic economicists all the economicists are insisting that we are not entering a recession uh but they are saying at the same time that uh, consumers, um, that inflation and people's like ability to buy things, uh, and increasing interest rates from the fed, all these things are factoring into the economy shrinking, which I don't know if, I don't know if I'm correct in saying this don't seem to be getting better. They seem to be getting worse. Everything, everything costs more. These listen, days. <laughs> listen, yeah. Andrew. Mm-hmm. You're being completely ridiculous, okay? Oh my god, I needed someone how, to say that. Bring me, bring how, me back down to earth, Kevin. <laughs> how can we be entering a recession <laughs> when we've been in a recession since 2008 that we've never come out of? I don't know if you know this, but a lot of people got very, very wealthy over just the last few years, Kennedy. We can't be in a recession if people have been doubling the amount of billions that they have. That's that that can't be how it works. How much of the recession is just like 16 super rich dudes being like, oh, yeah, no, I, I've got more billions now. Um, again, the economy, folks, it's dumb. It's big. It's dumb. But, yeah, this is, I mean, the, the entire thing, and, again, I don't really understand this, but it seems like our system is set up in a way that it's, like, kind of, kind of self-perpetuating. There's this, like, this thing that, like, the motivation of every company is, like, we have to just keep growing. We have to keep getting bigger and expanding. There's no such thing as, like, oh, we made $10, $10 million last year. That's a lot. Let's just stay there. That'll be fine. Mm -hmm. So, like, at some point, it can't grow anymore. Like, it, it seems like everybody is just, like, operating as if, it, as if we could just keep going up forever. Like, that's... It's got to hit a limit at some point. It, it's very strange to me that, I mean, I'm sure like the richest rich people do know that and they're just like pretending that they don't because like the person at the top of the pyramid doesn't want to say, hey, guys, <laughs> this is a pyramid. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird that so many people like regular people, working class people just seem to have like no concept of, of this being like the reality that eventually this shit will crumble. I don't see any way it doesn't. This has been philosophy with Andrew. <laughs> I'm like, I know basically nothing about the economy either, but everything you said tracks with me. <laughs> I think I think it's fair to just call everything a pyramid scheme. Like they should just stop calling mm -hmm. pyramid schemes pyramid schemes. They should just start calling them economics. Like 
It's always somebody at the top getting rich, a few people right below them getting kind of rich, and then everybody else just holding them up and barely getting by. You'll mm-hmm. notice it's usually only called like a pyramid scheme or a grift or a scam if uh, the transfer of wealth is downward at some point. Mm. Like if it's if it's like Elon Musk getting richer, then it's just, wow, he's such a smart, brilliant business guy. Dang, so smart. Um, he deserves all this money because he's smart. Uh, but if it's like somebody like, you know, creates a pyramid scheme um, and they manage to like grift a bunch of rich celebrities out of like thousands of or millions of dollars because they like convince them that, you know, they can fix their weird problems in their life or whatever. Um, that's that's when it gets called like, oh, it's a it's it's a grift. It's a grift. You know, it's like, I don't know. I think uh, I think it's just capitalism either way. I think if you mm-hmm. gave someone your money, then you gave someone your money. That's just how the system works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of grifts or pyramids or whatever you want to call them, um, we had some just awful, dreadful, terrible news this week out of the world of NFTs. This week, <sighs> Kennedy, all of I'm I'm so sorry. I have to be the one to deliver this news to you. Board oh, Ape Yacht Club was hacked. No. Again. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> my apes. So I need to I, check on my apes. <laughs> I need to read you this headline. I'm so excited. I get to be the one to share this with you. This is from theguardian.com. The headline is Hack on Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs leads to simian oblivion. <laughs> Wow. Somebody had so much fun writing that day. And they gave me that much fun reading it. I'm so happy. (laughs) Simeon Oblivion. Holy shit, folks. Um, Yeah, so apparently the way that this happened was somebody, like, gained access to the Board 8 Yacht Club Instagram account and then just sent out messages to all their followers that were just like the most simple phishing message that was just like, hey, um, click this link and sign up for our new smart contract for your wallet. And then like a few people did that and then they just stole their apes. <laughs> oh my God. The thing is, is that there it's, how would you know the difference between a real scam and a fake scam in this situation is what you have to be asking yourself. Because- yeah. Like these phishing messages might seem obvious, except you've already fallen for a completely blatant <laughs> scam. And the board <laughs> ape yacht club is every few weeks like, oh, now your ape, you can have a picture of your ape uh, surfing with Snoop Dogg if you send us another ten thousand dollars or whatever. Like they're just constantly bombarding you with shit to like. As far as I can tell, anyway, I don't actually own apes. That was a joke. But like. Uh, 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 you know, as far as I can tell, they're constantly bombarding their like fans with this, like, oh, it's another opportunity to do something with your ape and blah, 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 and send us more thousands of dollars. Like, how would you know that you're being <laughs> fished when you got fished to get in there in the first place? The scam is coming from inside the scam. Scam stuff in. Yeah, so that's just, you know, we love to, we hate to see, no, we love to see it. We love to see anybody who has spent money on uh, NFTs losing that money. Uh, it's it's funny every time. It is funny every time. 
<laughs> All right. So I want to get to our final our final major story of the week. This is this is what the people are here for. I am talking, of course, about the fact that on Monday of this worst week, listeners, Elon Musk bought Twitter. My favorite old favorite website. We've been beating around the bush. <laughs> We've been talking Elon. This motherfucker bought the Bird app, uh, $44 billion, which is almost as much, or it's just a little bit more than we are giving to the country of Ukraine. Honestly, the United States government should have bought Twitter instead of Ukraine or whatever the oh, fuck. Oh, no. Uh, I don't... <laughs> I don't want I mean them. buying Twitter is a terrible investment, but it would still be maybe a better investment. <laughs> because all we're doing right now is creating like some kind of ultra right white nationalist movement in Ukraine in 10 years. Yeah, Twitter's yeah, already true. an ultra right white nationalist movement. Or no, I guess Facebook is. The United States yeah. government should buy Facebook and then Elon Musk and Joe Biden should fight in a legally sanctioned octagon with Joe Rogan and Seth Rogan. Look, it's they all... Just, uh, <laughs> Twi- no, have like a Twitter beef. Like, that's it. It's just like tweet off. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, if there's going to be a tweet off, we got to get my man Trump back on Twitter because honestly, no, you know what? Nobody can compete with him. Never mind. I see why they took his He's Twitter away. Champion. Yeah, <laughs> they took Donald Trump's Twitter away because he was too good at posting. He literally posted his way to the White House. That's yeah, <laughs> he did. Oh, God. Fuck. That's my goal, actually. <laughs> All of 2024. Hell yeah, dude. You got my vote. Um, Hell yeah. I'll, I'll write you in. I don't give a fuck. Uh, wait, who's your running mate? Can it be gravy? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's nothing in the rule book that says cats can't be vice president. Uh, right. <laughs> the rules about vice president are a little vague. We might get away with this. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> the, the word cat isn't even mentioned in the constitution, which is why I don't believe in that document. Um, so yes, <laughs> Elon Musk, he is, uh, Twitter accepted his offer to buy the website. It, it, he's already buying it at a loss. Like even whenever, <laughs> whenever he initially made the offer, Twitter's shares dropped. So now he's like paying, I think like $10 more per share than it's actually worth at this point. Um, so that's great. But Elon, he hit the ground running. As soon as this announcement was made, he started telling us all the wonderful, incredible changes, all the things he would do to make the world a better place. And by the world, I do mean Twitter. It's basically all the world is to me anyways. Um, his first announcement of his first course of action is he wants to reduce the restrictions on free speech. Now, you may wonder what he means by this. Good news, I have a direct quote from Elon Musk. Uh, it's actually a tweet from him where he explained, he, he went into detail. You know, he doesn't want to leave us hanging. He doesn't want to give us uh, uh, question marks. He wanted us to have the facts. So this is what he said, quote, by free speech, I simply mean that which matches the law. I am against censorship that goes far beyond the law. If people want less free speech, they will ask the government to pass laws that uh, to that effect. Therefore, going beyond the law is contrary to the will of the people. End quote. Now, this doesn't really make sense to me because going far beyond the law is is the part that's like very confusing. Like the, the, the law doesn't really say a whole lot about which specifics you can't say. So I'm not quite sure what he's implying with that. Also, Twitter is a website that operates 
around the world and most countries have different laws first about like what speech is allowed so i'm guessing do you think i'm guessing he means the united states constitution i'm not sure I don't know how much longer we'll be able to post the picture of him and Ghislaine Maxwell. Like, I have a lot of questions that the tweet did not answer. You just, like, DM him, hey, can I still post this picture under yeah. this name? And he's like, no, that's against the law. There was a lot of, a lot of, like, people on Twitter were like, oh, well, Elon Musk has me blocked. So that's, what does that say about free speech? Which I think that's kind of corny whenever people do that. I'm, I don't know. I in a in a general sense, I think it's very corny when people brag about being blocked by somebody. Like whenever like two people are fighting and both of them are nobody, and then one person blocks the other one, it's like, ha! Look, I won. And it's like, I don't know. I think that person that doesn't matter also thinks that you don't matter and just doesn't want to talk to you anymore. It's not that big of a flex. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I feel like blocking someone is basically like for me when I block someone, it's just because I'm like I don't want to deal with it. Not. I might not even have intense feelings about them. I'm just like, it stresses me out. Don't want it in my life. Sorry. Yeah. And like, granted, Elon Musk, not the same kind of, uh, probably not like the same uh, level of internet personality as Olive. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I almost tweeted the other day. I was like, Elon should give Twitter to me because people actually like me. But <laughs> I didn't tweet it. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's the same thing. It's like, I'm sure Elon Musk, he's like a weird fucking alien, awful, shitty person. But I'm sure whenever he blocks somebody, it's for basically the same reason. It's like, I don't really want to deal with you. And like, that's it. Yeah. So people are like, oh, look, Elon Musk blocked me. It's like, yeah, I don't know. You're probably being annoying, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I don't know. He's definitely a different caliber of person. But the base of it, it's probably a lot of just like, get the fuck out of my life. Like, stop annoying me. Yeah. I just think making a big deal out of that is like, it's feeding exactly into like the stupid idiot ideas about what free speech means that the right are obsessed with anyway. It's like free speech does not mean that like Elon Musk has to listen to what I say. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's not what that means. <laughs> yeah. And like, ironically, like, you know, Twitter does have, I guess for what some people is like a confusing, like community guidelines thing, but like I say a lot of wild shit on Twitter. I just like, I never like threaten violence or like encourage suicidal ideations. Like I see people like getting suspended a lot. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's cause you like, it's not that hard not to, I don't think like it's never happened to yeah, me. I think so. I think to, like on Twitter, especially, I feel like it's mostly like threats and like mm -hmm. violence and like harmful imagery that, gets I feel like Twitter of all the social medias is probably the most accepting of a lot of things already so you cannot yeah. post butthole on Instagram I've tried um Kennedy you ever been suspended nope. from Twitter no and the first post I ever made that got over a thousand likes was right after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died I photoshopped her head onto JFK in the motorcade <laughs> and Bernie Sanders head on the Lee Harvey Oswald holding a rifle oh and my and and I feel like if you can post that kind of thing and get away with it, come on, how much further do you really need to go, folks? The speech is um, free enough at that point. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I just think, uh, you know, I, I don't know. This whole free speech thing is kind of silly. You don't need to post threats of, of violence on social media. You can be like this show where we only threaten to have completely above the board <laughs> fully sanctioned UFC fights with Joe Rogan and Seth Rogan in attendance. 
Um, yeah. So also Elon announced he has plans to cut the board of directors pay, which I think that's pretty, he's like all the, all the like CEO, CFO, all those people, he's just going to take their pay away and force them to quit, which I kind of like that move. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, fuck, you know, I'm not going to fire the CEO. I'm just going to make it so he doesn't make any money anymore. That's pretty funny. And then he also said that he's going to implement ways in which tweets that go viral can be monetized, uh, which again, I don't, I don't hate that. Like, I don't, I don't, it'll probably not work well. It'll probably fucking suck. But like, I mean, I got fucking three quarters of a million likes on a tweet once. It would have been dope if somebody sent me a check for a hundred dollars or something. Like, yeah, I don't know how it'll work, but like, I like money and every once in a while I do a good tweet. (laughs) I tweet a banger every once in a blue moon. (laughs) Now, to be fair, I do think that all of my tweets are good and very few of them are. Yeah, I'm my own biggest fan on mm-hmm. Twitter. Have you ever tweeted something and then laughed is out loud at your own tweet after posting it? Because I do that often. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll be like at least once a week, probably. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. god, that was a good one. <laughs> Definitely, I've I've done that to myself, and I'll tell you, those tweets always get like seven likes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like that was too niche. They just don't and then I'll just. Me. I'll just half-ass like see some news article that makes me angry and I'll be like, I'll just like post that with this sucks. And then like 50,000 <laughs> likes. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Somebody had to say it and Kennedy said it. Yes. <laughs> My most popular tweet of all time is about the Bass Pro Shop in Memphis, Tennessee. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. Amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know a lot of people. So I, I noticed a lot of people like left Twitter as soon as it was announced that Elon bought it, which doesn't make sense to me. Like if you look into this deal, first of all, he, he wouldn't take ownership until like the fall. So like nothing has happened yet that he is doing to Twitter. But I saw like people being like, Oh, ever since Elon, uh, bought Twitter, you know, I feel like I'm getting more interaction on my posts or like, uh, Oh, I'm no longer shadow banned or like, Oh, this has changed or like, Oh, there's less. I'm like, that's all in your head, dude. I have this theory that the word shadow banned just kind of means whatever you want it to mean. Like I see people talking about being shadow banned and like, I don't know. I'm not saying that there isn't like stuff in the algorithm that, that works against you. But like, I don't know, people say it sometimes like, yeah, nobody's seeing my posts. And it's like, that could just kind of be like you being insecure that they're not doing well. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like shadow banning definitely exists to some point, but I also think it's thrown around a lot when it's just like, I don't know, like I even like I have waves of like really successful tweets and stuff. And then like, I'll go a week with it where I'm like, Yep, I, I'm brain dead. I don't have anything good to contribute to society, so it's definitely me. I think it's. I think part of why I feel that way is because as a comedian, I watch so many times people go on stage and tell bad jokes and tell them poorly, like both bad material and bad delivery, and then they don't get any laughs and they walk off stage and they're like, "Man, this crowd's fucked up." <laughs> like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like i don't know dude Do you, I, was it you or was it them it was maybe you just maybe you just have mid posts sometimes yeah it happens to you all know? of us it happens to me a lot <laughs> me I, don't, uh, I don't exclusively come up with bangers <laughs> nope i 
I don't know why there's so many people on Twitter that think all of their thoughts must be fucking incredible when half of them are like, my cat just farted on me. Ha 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 ha. I have tweeted that. I have tweeted that. Yeah. I'm yeah. Defin- I am definitely a quantity over quality tweeter. <laughs> oh yeah. I feel like I feel like every time something with like this happens with social media, like any little change, people are like, Well, now that Twitter's dead, well now that this is dead, what do we go to? And it's like, I don't know, that just happened like twelve hours ago. So I don't know if Twitter's dead yet. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Also, like the answer is like this is the last stop. Like if if Twitter goes away, people are like, Oh, it's like whenever um whenever OnlyFans announced that they were going to get rid of nudity, like everybody's oh, like, yeah. oh, we're going to Fansly, we're going to this place, we're going to this place. And it's like, the only reason why OnlyFans is the thing is because ev- everybody's on it. And the, o- yep. the only reason why Twitter is fun is because the- everybody's in the same place. As soon as everybody's like, well, I'm going to go to Mastodon or I'm going to go to like fucking Tumblr or whatever. Like as soon as we split up, it loses the reason why it's good. Um, mm-hmm. Which like, I'm not going to tell people not to do like, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But like the, the answer isn't going to, isn't that, Oh, there just needs to be a new thing. It's like, no, it's just, some things are going to just end and get bad. I was addicted to MySpace, Okay. I, I was heavy. I'm glad you brought that MySpace. up because that's actually what I wanted to segue to. Yeah. I, I was heavy <laughs> on MySpace for like three years. I like whenever I was like 17, 18, I was in a band and I don't know if you know this, but when you're 17 or 18 and in a band, that means you are hot as fuck on MySpace. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I one time posted from my MySpace account win a date with Andrew from this band, like the name of my band. And like 300 hot girls responded to it. And I just picked the hottest one and told her she won. Like, (laughs) 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 Um, yeah, like I was addicted to MySpace. And you know what happened? Eventually people stopped using it and it went away. That will happen with Twitter one day. But, you know, it's more importantly, I think the real thing that you got to emphasize here is what actually caused MySpace to end. Because MySpace had plenty of competitors and some of them were better on like plenty of surface level reasons Mm -hmm. but what actually happened is facebook came along and offered like a set of features that people wanted more no one's gonna abandon ship on twitter until a new website comes along that's just more awesome that's actually how this works Mm -hmm. like these these social media websites don't get abandoned because people are mad at them like look at facebook people are mad as hell at facebook the last couple of years and it's still fine um, and it's because something has to come along that actually like replaces it and improves upon it in ways that people are looking for until that happens. And it, here's the most fucked up part is that we're not going to know what we want until we see it also. Yep. So like you, you can ask us what features we want and you're just going to get a bunch of useless fucking answers mm-hmm. um, <laughs> because like the actual next social media that's going to take us all by storm is going to do things that we don't expect at all. And that's why we're going to like it. So none of that's happening until like, there's actually something that excites people in that way. No matter how people mad people get at Twitter, we're not actually leaving Twitter. Yeah. So yeah, Twitter as of now, Twitter is still my favorite social media. I mean, I have Instagram and TikTok, and no, I don't. I don't like them. <laughs> I will say, if Elon Musk brings back fleets, I will vote for him for president. <laughs> People posting their nudes on there, right? Yeah. Oh I, man. I, I think I posted one fleet ever, and it was, <laughs> it was a regular picture of me. <laughs> well, 
like fleets are it's basically exactly the same as instagram stories but like what makes that good in uh, you know this is <laughs> this is my uh pulling back revealing the curtain a little bit uh, to my reply guy thinking is that fleets mean that you can talk to people a little bit more directly um and that has yes. that's how i made most of the friends i had on twitter was in the time where there was fleets just like responding to their stories and like I'm respectful. I'm polite. Like, and sometimes people wouldn't respond and I'm not going to be like, Oh, cool. You don't like that. Like, that's not me. But like somebody has got a fucking looking cute in their fit and you just say like, Hey, you're looking good today. Uh, then like, maybe you'll end up talking to them. Maybe you'll end up being friends with them. Maybe they'll end up coming on your podcast. It's happened before folks. It's happened. For, it I do agree. With that. <laughs> yeah. Cause like Instagram, I always feel like if I am friends with someone on Twitter, it's different than Instagram because Instagram, mm-hmm. the stories like you do, that's an easy way to form a conversation with someone. Twitter. It's like, what do I, I just shoot my shot with them? Like, yeah. Off their, yeah. like that's, embar- that's horrifying. But if someone's like, Oh, I ate peanut butter toast this morning. You can be like, damn, I love peanut butter toast. <laughs> 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 and then you fall in love. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Also, like it got some of the annoying stuff off the timeline in terms, and this is, I'm I'm calling myself out here to be clear. Like this is not like I'm like a, I'm like accusing somebody else, but like I myself on Instagram, my main feed on Instagram is just like pictures of really good makeup that I've done, or pictures of cool plants, or pictures of cool food that I made, or something like that. Usually, and it's just like really well cultivated. Because my story on Instagram is full of like, <laughs> like, you know, th- the song that I'm obsessed with right now and like a dirty meme and like <laughs> other stuff that like I'm not I don't necessarily want on the main feed, you know. And so like now that as soon as fleets went away, it's like, well, I'm just back to posting about which album I'm obsessed with today direct on the timeline. <laughs> Sorry, fuckers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That could have been that could have been contained. Uh, I've I've just been laughing because like before you said I'm going to call myself out, like whenever you just started off with like it has like kept some of the annoying shit off the timeline. I instantly like remembered a hundred things that I've tweeted in the last six months that I was like, this should have been a fleet. Like, (laughs) yep. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so Elon, bring back fleets. You can make fans of us yet. Uh, If not, come on the pod. Yeah, so I don't know. Also, Elon Musk has the the option to back out of the contract. Uh, I don't know if he'll, I don't I don't fucking know. It's hard to say. I don't, I don't understand it. They've accepted his offer, but like realistically, to give all of the people involved their portion of this fucking forty four billion dollars or whatever, you know, like it's it's that's so much money. Just imagine trying to move that money around in any form, even electronically. Mm-hmm. And you realize that like, oh, okay, that you can't do that in a day. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's all for the, that's all for the bad news. Now, uh, before we end the show, Olive Kennedy, I promised you good news. Are you ready for some good news? Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought we were talking about good news this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Fleets are coming back. That's awesome. <laughs> so. This week's good news. Um, this is a story that is going to reveal my bias, why I think this is incredible news. A cat named Ritz that went missing 16 years ago this week was reunited with his owner. That is no. truly the best news Ritz, ever. That, 
Ritz How is was, that even possible? Ritz was two years old whenever he wandered out in the yard, and then his owner saw him hop into a pickup truck that was driving away. He Don't looked for him from he looked, <laughs> It's the wrong Uber Ritz. Um <laughs> so he looked for this cat for a while but like after like a couple months it's like I don't know I guess the cat's gone. And then so flash forward to 2 years ago a woman in the next town over started feeding this big fat friendly gray cat and they developed a little friendship. And she was, like, taking care of this cat. You know, just like a a stray cat walking around the neighborhood, probably getting fed by 10 different houses because cats can do that. They're Um, good at that. (laughs) Then one day, this woman saw that the cat was injured. It looked like it had been hit by a car. So she rushed it to the vet, and she was so worried, like, oh, my gosh, this cat, I don't know if it'll survive or not. Like, it's all fucked up. And the vet was like, oh, no, I I think we can fix the cat. I think the cat will be okay. Also, this cat has a microchip. So this guy who has not seen his cat since 2006, since fucking George Bush's second term, gets a phone call. It's like, hey, dude, uh, we got your cat. And so the owner went and picked up He's his like, cat. like, what cat? <laughs> <laughs> Ritz! Uh, <laughs> so um, he gave this quote, and he said... He's obviously had a long, eventful life, but he'll be comfortable for whatever time he has left. Oh, that's that's so wholesome, actually. Aww. I'm really happy. Yeah, so we love to see Ritz. It's it's really it's just really great. I cannot imagine like that much time like there's no way that dude thought that cat was alive a year later. Like, no. no, like they say that cats, if they're like outdoor cats, live usually four to five years is their average lifespan. So, mm-hmm. like, impressive. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Ritz is a boss, dude. Um, so, yeah, that's that's just... that's. I just wanted to end with that because I saw that headline. I was like, oh, my God! Like, <laughs> that's the best news ever. Yeah, that was great news to end on, honestly. Perfect, perfect. Well, um, Olive Kennedy, thank you so fucking much for hanging out with me today. Olive, where, what would you like to plug? Where would you like folks to find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Olive, A-W-L-I-V-V, or Instagram, A-W-L-I-V-V underscore. Oh. Um, and there's a, there's a website there with some other websites linked that I'm not going to plug here, but you can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. The listeners know about my search history. It's going to be fine. Um, <laughs> Kennedy, how about you, pal? Uh, I was on the show last week. So go listen to last week's episode where I plugged myself. Um, I'm at Kennedy T. Cooper basically everywhere. Hell yeah. I forgot though. Hell yeah. And if you forgot, uh, I am Andrew Hillary. Uh, you can find me at Andrew Hillary US. You can find the show at Worst Week Yet. You can support the show, patreon.com slash Worst Week Yet. And you can send us emails about your turtle conspiracies to worstweekyet at gmail.com. I swear to God, if you've got a turtle conspiracy, <laughs> I need to know. That would be sick. Honestly, <laughs> yes. Don't keep that under your show. Uh, this has been just so much fun. Thank you guys so much for coming and hanging out. Uh, listeners, tune in again next week for more bad news. 